This episode is sponsored by Anchor, the official host of Wellness and Wanderlust. Anchor is the easiest way to create your dream podcast. With Anchor, you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other popular podcast apps. You can even make money from your podcast using Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop with everything you need to make a podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey there, Wellness and Wanderlust fam. I am so excited for you to join me this week. Whether you're here every Thursday when the new episodes air or you're completely new to the show, Wellness and Wanderlust is all about finding joy in the world and creating our best lives through small, simple shifts. No matter what you're working on, we are in this together. You guys are going to love this week's guest. We connected through a mutual friend in the PR world. So Pam, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for introducing us. And I learned a ton from our conversation. Shell Rogerson is a former corporate marketing executive turned yoga teacher and surfer whose story will truly inspire you. After struggling with low self-confidence and body image issues, Shell found a passion for joyful movement in activities like pole dancing, hula hooping, and the circus arts, even performing on stage. In our conversation, we talk about her body confidence journey and how we too can learn to love the bodies we're in right now. We discuss the power of joyful movement, our blocks to body confidence, and how mindfulness plays into it all. Shell is also a digital nomad currently living in Sayulita, Mexico, so of course we talk about her travels and her tips for aspiring digital nomads who may be listening. The interview is packed with so many great topics, and anyone who has ever struggled with body acceptance will be able to take away a lot from this conversation. So enough for me. Without further ado, let's hear from Shell Rogerson. Hi, Shell. Thank you so much for joining us at Wellness and Wanderlust. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. Well, thank you so much. I really love everything you're doing. I'm a huge fan and I'm excited to chat with you today. Before we get started, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Okay. So, um, well, I live in Mexico for starters. I've been a digital nomad for the past five years. And so it was kind of before it became a thing. I, before that, worked in the corporate world. I did public relations for about 15 years, a little more than that. And I really just didn't connect with my my life back then. It was always a side project to do well-being and yoga. And so once I got to a point where I felt I, could, I needed more balance and I just had burnout in the corporate world, I started to pursue that passion a little bit more and started traveling the world and teaching yoga and learning so much more about mindfulness. And so that also has taken me to, um, I went to San Diego for a while and was performing and doing pole dancing and hula hooping uh, just for fun, just kind of picked that up and started performing that along the way. And yeah, I just love sharing mindfulness with people and helping people kind of find that balance that I had to learn on my own about living in the corporate world and following your passion and following your purpose. 
I think that's so incredible. And I have so many questions about all of your adventures. You've done so, so many cool things. And I'd love to know a little bit about the pole dancing and the hula hooping, how you found (laughs) it and what, what that experience was like for you. So probably before, before the pandemic started, I was doing performances in San Diego mostly. And also whenever I traveled around the world, but basically I went into a pole dancing class and really enjoyed it. And Then I started picking up a hula hoop and playing with that and started to just pursue it more as a hobby. And then it became where I could actually make money and have fun entertaining people with this uh, talent that I cultivated. So I did that for quite a few years. And that also is what kind of gave me something to travel around the world with because I, I carried my hula hoops everywhere with me. And so when I was traveling solo, the hoop was there as my company and I could go out into any park around the world and who hoop and end up making friends. So yeah, it, it wasn't really um, something I thought I would be performing, but I got more confidence as time went on and enjoyed sharing it with other people. And I also would do fire hooping, which is, you know, really fun and challenging. That is so cool. That has to be <laughs> so scary when you're first learning that, but that is so cool. Uh, it's just exhilarating. It's just like next level. Once you get really comfortable with a hula hoop, lighting it on fire, it's just, you know, there's nothing like it. It's it's an incredible. Oh my gosh. I, I can only imagine that's um, my heart skips a beat just thinking of it. <laughs> so I'm sure that has to be a huge confidence boost doing these things that are so incredible and things that a lot of us can't do with our bodies, or maybe haven't thought we could do with our bodies. Um, how has that really contributed to your own confidence? I mean, it was all part of my journey to get to know my body and and accept my body. When I first started doing pole dance, I just, I showed up to a class and I remember calling ahead of time and saying, well, what do I need to wear? And they said, well, booty shorts. And I said, okay. And then I I thought about, I don't have booty shorts. Like (laughs) I would never even wear shorts in public back when I first took a pole dancing class. I wouldn't wear leggings. Um, And now I'm a yoga teacher. So it was finding this like fun, joyful movement that I really loved. And then taking that into just enjoying it for myself personally. And then somehow along the way, like the more you do pole dancing and and the more you express your body through movement, the more confident you become. And it just kind of transitioned my life in a whole new way where I was able to be out in front of people and not really worry about what I look like on a, a daily basis. That's, uh, I think that's something that so many people listening to this are probably hoping for themselves. You know, I think that body confidence and not worrying about what the world thinks can be so difficult, but I think so empowering when you can get to that point. Do you have tips for our listeners to kind of get to that point and have more confidence in ourselves and in our bodies? Oh, I think there's just so many ways to get there, but it, it really comes into a mind mindset shift and knowing that you just truly deserve to do what you love and to enjoy your body. And so for me, it, it really came down to just having so much fun doing the pole dancing and the hooping that I couldn't preoccupy myself with how I looked because then I would miss out on having the fun. So yeah, it's just, it comes into being able to just express yourself and then have fun and, and you're having so much fun that you, it takes away from any of the worries that you have about how you might look or how you might be perceived. Like, for example, when I started hula hooping, 
I grabbed a hoop. I used YouTube, but I went out in my front yard. And of course I felt like an idiot, like trying tricks on my own in my front yard and my neighbors were watching. And then now to, to realize like, oh, I've been in costume and people have bought tickets and come to shows. I mean, that's just a, a huge confidence booster just along the way, learning how to just trust yourself and know that it's your joy. It's, it's what you love to do and let your body support you. So I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't get to express that joy through their body because we're so focused on what we can't do because we don't feel confident. And if we can just trust ourselves a little bit to, to go out of our comfort zone and just enjoy our bodies, even if it's just for a minute in the house dancing, in my case, I went into a pole dancing studio, the lights were really low and I felt comfortable to like wear shorts in public around, you know, a wonderful and supportive community. So there's many ways to get there, but it's just the spark for me was when you have joy with your body, because for the first time I had that versus all the years before where I wanted to cover up and hide and I didn't want to be seen in a bikini and I didn't want to wear shorts. And so that just the mindset shifted for me. I think that's so powerful and think that so many of us want to get to myself included. I can relate to the not wearing shorts. I also, I have eczema. So not only sometimes was wearing shorts irritating to my skin because I had that exposure, but I was embarrassed and it was something that people certainly brought up. But at the same time, I've noticed that when people are coming out to see you and they're coming out to see something that you're doing, because I was afraid of public speaking. That was um, something in my own journey. And I always thought that people were looking to see you fail. People are not coming out to see that they they're coming out because they want to be entertained. They want to enjoy whatever it is you're doing. They're not there to look for every mistake, look for every imperfection that we have. They're really just there to enjoy themselves and to enjoy you as well. And that's been a huge mindset shift for me personally. Yeah. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, wow, I wish I could do that. Like, where can I sign up? Where can I start to learn pole dancing? So, you know, it is, it's people are rooting for you. And if they're not there, in, inside they're secretly wishing like, Oh, I wish I wore that, you know, especially because it's just, you know, you feel particularly brave on a, a weekend and you go out wearing something a little flashy. And then somebody might be thinking inside, you might be thinking, Oh gosh, I don't know if I should have worn this today. And, and other people are walking by going, wow, I wish I had the courage to wear that. That's really cool. Maybe I should try that. Oh yeah. All the time. I'd love to know what are some of the blocks that we have to body confidence, because this is something that so many of us struggle with. And I know that there are societal pressures and things like that, but how are we getting in our way? And what are some of the other things we can do to kind of push past those blocks? That's a good question. So I think there are some external pressures and that is an important part of this. So in society, you know, we just have a lot of pressure from social media and from what we think an ideal body looks like. And what I think is really interesting is how, when I grew up, it was the stick figure supermodel body. And that's what I was going for and trying to attain. And now the pendulum has shifted over to these curvy bodies and unattainable curves. But Mm -hmm. beyond that, there's a lot that happens within ourselves. And that's where where we can do a lot of work in removing blocks for our own self-confidence. I find that we get into this mindset of punishing our bodies 
for with our negative self-talk, with telling ourselves that we're not able to do activities that we might enjoy. You know, I used to go to the beach wearing a cover-up and not really wanting to take walks in my bikini or go into the ocean because I was punishing my body. And so we get into the, stuck into this rut that we equate our body with something negative or that something that doesn't deserve to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so if we can transition that and move from that block, then we can come into more worthiness and worthiness is that we deserve to feel good in our bodies every day, all the time, as we are now, not later down the line when we lose a few pounds, but right now we deserve to enjoy our bodies. And that worthiness comes in when we stop looking at our bodies in terms of punishing our bodies and, and restricting ourselves from things or not wearing the outfit, but just starting to find joy in our bodies. Finding that joy for me is joyful movement. It's dance. I love listening to music. I love just dancing and moving my body. And that's just a really fun outlet for me. And it doesn't matter what I look like on a particular day. I deserve to wear that outfit and I deserve to be out and dancing and doing what I want to do. I love to surf and There's nothing that's going to stop me from getting in the waves. Not that I'm feeling bloated or funky on a certain day. Like the waves are so enjoyable that I deserve that. And so I'm going to go as I am now every single day doing what it is that celebrates my body. I think that's so empowering, something that so many of us struggle with. And I know I've personally fallen into this trap of, you know, I'm going to do this when I lose weight, I'm going to find this type of happiness when I lose weight. And it's unfortunate that I certainly put off a lot myself in my life by doing that. I think a lot of people have done that. And even though I've kind of recognized that and started to move forward, that's still time that you don't get back and to recognize, Hey, like I I am worthwhile as I am, which I think is so important because we are, and you know, I think everybody listening to this, you know, it's a wellness podcast. We're all striving to be the best versions of ourselves. We want to do better in whatever way that is, but you wouldn't tell a friend that because they're not in the perfect state that they want to be right now, whatever perfect means to them, that they're not worthy of the things that they want but we're so quick to say it to ourselves. And I think finding that joyful movement is so incredibly powerful because so often we've thought about movement in terms of erasing calories or yeah, trying to look a certain way. And while I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to look a certain way, doing the thing because you enjoy it and because it's, it's good for your body. You feel good when you do it. It makes your day go better. Just truly enjoying it and not worrying so much about what you look like. Yeah, I I have a motto that I've lived by for the last 10 years and it's play every day. And, And I mean that in the physical sense, like literally play. Like if that means trying a handstand and for the first time, or, you know, if it means just taking hula hoops or some other creative object and playing, like that is my goal to just explore and play in my own body. And to me that that's really fun and it's joyful. And For me doing, you know, I think it's important to do exercise, but doing squats doesn't bring me that joy. (laughs) So, so if it, whatever that is for you, if you can just explore it and allow yourself, you deserve to be enjoying your, your body. That's what it's, it's there for. And, and then it comes into gratitude that your body allows you to be so happy. 
I'm so glad that you brought up gratitude. And I, I love that play every day mentality. I I'm laughing because I was just in Washington, DC. We were at the national mall and I saw, you know, a lot of grass and it took me back to my cheerleading days. And I decided I'm going to do a cartwheel. I really want to do a cartwheel out here. I have not done a cartwheel since I was maybe 18, 19 years old. It's a little bit harder on my 31 year old body. I'm a little stiffer. I hadn't used those muscles in a long time. But it was so exhilarating to do something I hadn't done in so many years that I just did for fun and, you know, such a small thing in my day, but it felt playful. But as far as the gratitude goes, and, you know, I think so much of this is mindset. It's all up here. It's not so much what our bodies are doing, but really, you know, how we're talking to ourselves, I think a lot of the time, and you've really delved into the world of mindfulness. And I think that is so incredibly important. How does mindfulness play into this? Well, you know, we have have this chatter going on in our minds all day, every day. I think it's 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts depends on what page you end up on when you Google, but, (laughs) but there are just so many thoughts moving around in our, in our mind. And the ones that we, we know are conscious thoughts that we are telling ourselves on the daily. Those are the ones that we can start to influence. And so anytime there is something negative that we're saying to ourselves, it, it's time to stop that thought and to cultivate some gratitude. Right then you can ask yourself like, well, what has my body done for me today? And if if the answer is just that I, I can breathe and I can take mm-hmm. a wonderful breath of fresh air, then you've started to change that negative self-talk within your body and within your mind. I think that's such a great reminder, especially for those, we have some people in the, you know, in the Spoonie community with the autoimmune diseases and chronic illness. And that's something that I certainly struggled with for a long time of not really trusting my body because it wasn't always working in the way that I wanted it to. And kind of shifting that mindset a little bit to realize I can breathe. I can do a lot of really great things with my body and my body is doing, and all of our bodies are doing incredible things throughout the day to keep us alive. Um, So even recognizing that, and then also recognizing the really cool things that we're doing too, with cartwheels, the pole dancing, (laughs) um, you know, any kind of, you know, movement that you're getting that, Hey, we got to be grateful for that. And if it is the squats, or if you really enjoy the squats, that's, that's also fantastic. Right. When, when it comes to mindfulness, we understand that it's our internal world creates our external world. So our internal thoughts and beliefs affect our behaviors and our habits, and that creates our external experience. And so if we're, we're using that negative um, self-talk in that punishment to our bodies, the restriction, then we are creating that experience on the outside world as well. And we know that if we're just trying to change the outside, our physical appearance, if it's through any kind of diet or exercise or any kind of cosmetic procedure or whatever it is, it's not going to change our internal world. We have to change from the internal first and then allow that to change how we experience the world around us. I could not agree more because I think life is not enjoyable. Even if you are achieving the things you want to achieve, if you're coming at it from that place of punishment and self-hatred, which I certainly have at times in my life, I know plenty of us have, you can't appreciate the wins because you, you got there in such a negative way and such a difficult way. And I think life can be a lot easier when we have a little bit more fun with it and appreciate ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. We, we know that 
body acceptance, it really comes from the heart space of accepting ourselves. And when we think that we're just going to reach a goal and we're going to look a certain way and then we'll be happy with our body. And then sometimes we achieve that and we realize that didn't work. We're still (laughs) unhappy. There's still something we're going to nitpick about ourselves. So it really has to go inward first. And that really starts with working with our heart, being self-compassionate and having that gratitude. Absolutely. Do you have any mantras or um, meditations or anything like that, that you recommend for anyone that's trying to get into that space? Well, I do lead a lot of meditations for that. And I think it's just important to um, write your own mantras. I love my body. It can be so simple. It can, it can really just be, I love myself. And, you know, you can even create little songs and, and jingles to that mantra. And again, if you're stuck in that vortex of negative self-talk, come back to that jingle and, and let that take over your thoughts for a few minutes. I love that. I'd never thought of doing more of a jingle, but that gets stuck in your head more than anything. So I I really love that. I'm totally going to try that. Try the jingle. (laughs) That's amazing. So I absolutely love that. And what I really love as we've started to connect and something that I think we can really relate to each other on is the love for wellness and wanderlust. And as you've taken on this digital nomad journey, you have not only gotten to travel, but you've learned a lot about yourself. You've taken on new wellness modalities. I know that you are involved with Reiki as well. I'd love to know more about how you took on these practices throughout your travels. Well, I really just wanted to dedicate my travels to learning as much as I could. I was blessed with time by myself to be a solo traveler. And when you have all that time to yourself and you don't know anyone around you, it really helps on the journey to have some classes to take or have meetups and meet with people of similar interests. So I really took that the year, not only to travel, but also just to take classes and, and come across anything interesting that would take me to the next place. So sometimes you don't really know where you're going to go next. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did like a world a year around the world. And I didn't really know where I was going to go next, but I would kind of like look online and see if there was a training course or something that would interest me and send me into that area. So I just let that lead my journey just by learning as much as I could. I love that. I think that the lifelong learning is so powerful for us that I feel almost lost when I don't have something that I'm working on that I'm trying to learn. And I think that pursuit of knowledge, I think, I think it does make life so much more meaningful. And I think it's so cool that you picked up so many incredible things over that time. Um, What were some of the places you went and some of the things you tried out? So I started traveling through places that were surf destinations because I decided that I was going to learn how to surf before I was 40, like I was going to do it well. And so here I was at 39 and I just went to every beach and took lessons with every person. And I think, you know, that also needs to be part of our, our confidence conversation is you don't have to be great at anything. You just have to enjoy doing it. So I didn't go with this idea that I was going to be an expert surfer, but that I could just be out in the waves and be at peace with myself and learn that skill. So that was something. And then of course, wanting to do some mindfulness, I I've been through a lot of Asia And I was, I'm really grateful. I got a chance to go to Burma. I've been to Nepal. I've been to a lot of places, some of the more spiritual places, even Israel, Palestine, Egypt, 
So I, I, I kind of flip flopped between like some of the harder destinations where it was more spiritual and then just would go off into a surf town and enjoy kind of the easy living. That is so cool. And I do think when it comes to nature and, and sur- I've never surfed personally, I have vertigo, so I don't know how that would go um, with my balance. You know, I think being in nature, I think that can be just as spiritual sometimes as going to some of these destinations. Being in nature is, is something that we all deserve to do. And again, that's something that our, our body allows us, right? Going on that hike or taking some walks on the beach. Those are things that our body allows us to do and something that we can be really grateful for. Uh, so we don't have to go and do anything in, in extreme, but just, just to allow ourselves to be outside, it, it really is good for the body, the mind and the soul. I love that. I think something else that's definitely of interest, I think to a lot of our listeners, we have an 85% female audience and solo travel can be a little bit of a scary thing. I think for some of us, the physical dangers of being on our own sometimes can be a little bit scary. I personally love to solo travel the little bit that I've done, but anytime I do that, especially my female friends will ask me, well, how did you feel safe doing that? Or how did you have the confidence to do that? What tips do you have for women who are interested in solo travel? Just do it. You just, you just have to do it. It, it, Sometimes it doesn't make sense. It is scary. And you really have to just push past that and push out of your comfort zone and know and trust yourself that it's going to work out. Um, I had to learn how to ask for help because I don't like asking for help. It's kind of uncomfortable for me. So I had to learn how to just tap strangers and ask them questions and get myself out of situations. And then it starts to get easy and it's, you start to like thrive off the challenge of solving those problems on your own. And it starts to become a bit of an addiction, just like, okay, I solved that challenge. I tried that country. Like what, what can I do next? That's even harder. And then, I mean, sometimes it's not, it's not so easy, but you get to spend so much time with yourself and learn so much about yourself along the way. It's just invaluable. I see photos from that time now, and I'm just so grateful I did it. And I look at the person in the pictures and I'm going, wow, I can't believe this person was so brave and did that. Cause even now it sounds scary. The things that I did that I know I've already done and life changes. And now I'm married. I'm not um, likely to go on any solo adventures anytime soon. So it really is like, do it now. You never know what, what's going to come up along your life. And even if now it doesn't seem realistic, really look at your life and can you make space for this? If it's a dream, if it's something you really want to do, you can make it happen. I think that's so important just to take the step the times that I have either traveled alone or I was traveling to see a friend maybe, but they were working part of the day. So I had to explore on my own for part of the time. Uh, really any of those times, while it seems scary at first, I think you gain so much confidence in learning how to navigate a new city or a new town or wherever it is that you are and having to maybe ask for things sometimes in another language and figuring things out that are different from home, whatever that may be. Even just again, being in DC last week, I was so excited being on the train and being able to explain how the trains worked to my mom who, um, who wasn't as familiar, but it was something that I picked up alone because I had to. And it's something that 
it gave me so much more confidence in myself that I think translates into other areas of life so that when those opportunities do come up for really anything, it's, it's a lot easier to say yes to it because you know, you can do the hard things. It's such an exercise in independence and it really helps you grow quickly. And and just being a traveler in general, um, seeing the world and seeing new cultures and, and immersing yourself in new experiences. We know we grow so much from that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit then, cause you, so you had that year of exploration, but you've been a digital nomad for longer than that. And I'd love to know what brought you to Mexico. What has the digital nomad journey looked like for you and how has your life changed in that time? I mean, it's changed a lot because I mean, I haven't lived for almost five years in the United States. So whenever I go back, I almost have a bit of reverse culture shock. (laughs) And so I started doing my, I dedicated a year to travel. That's what I, I promised myself and something I had saved up for and, and planned. And then once I was on the journey, I realized how much I thrived and how much I really felt I fit in, in the travel world. So I looked at my budget and I realized that I could extend my travels quite a bit if I moved to Mexico because of the economy is just a little bit cheaper to live. And I was able to be on the same time zone with work. And so I just started to make it happen. And I started kind of slowly, you know, I had my one suitcase and I thought that, you know, I would just move along eventually. And I would go back to the States and I'd bring a couple more suitcases down. And, and now my life is here and I don't know that it will be here forever. You know, I'm still interested in exploring new places. And now I'm married. My husband's from Argentina. So we have a lot of traveling to do together. And, you know, I really want to live in his country too. And I want him to see the United States. So I love the United States. It's just, it's been such a whirlwind like going around the world. And then I just settled in Mexico. I love the culture. I love everything about Mexico, the food, the language, you know, it's just been wonderful. That is so cool. And uh, nice to be in one place for a little while too, to really get to know a culture and to spend that time and immerse yourself. Tell me, how did you meet your husband? (laughs) I met my husband here in Mexico. So uh, we were surfing. So we just uh, met each other through that common activity. And it's, it was something I had been manifesting for a long time in my life, looking for a partner. And he came when I had done all that self-work and that self-journeying and spending all that solo time. That's when it was, it was ready. You know, time was ready to rest to meet. That's so cool. I think, and doing something that you really love and enjoy, I think that, I think that opens things up too. Yeah. I think it's important with all of our relationships, be it friends or partners that we try to do things that, that are healthy to meet and attract other people. So rather than going out into a bar or something that's a little bit more of a lower vibration, going and doing things that you love and finding people in that higher vibration. I think of it a lot too, when you think about finding an exercise partner or a workout partner, it's hard to find one of my, my usual friends to go and do an activity with me. But if I go by myself to the class, then I meet somebody else who wants to do that activity. And so just kind of attracting people of that higher vibration, whether it's a partner or a friend, it really can help you stay on track in your life. I hadn't thought about the vibration there before, but it it makes so much sense that, yeah, I, 
I've rarely had a really meaningful conversation with someone in a bar, although occasionally with a bartender when I was traveling solo, but you know, oftentimes those, those meaningful relationships, they really do come from just being out there doing the things you enjoy and that make you happy. And I think that attracts other people that are also working on those things as well and enjoying themselves. So I absolutely love that. I hadn't really thought about the vibration there before, but I mean, so important for manifesting the right people into your life. So I, I really love what you're doing. I think the digital nomad journey is so inspiring, especially we are, um, two years into a pandemic where people have changed the way that they work. A lot of people are digital nomads that may not have been before it may be possible for them. Now, do you have any tips for anyone who is looking to get into that world and any, anything you wish you had known? One of the tips is just to stay put a, a while. Don't get into your mind that you're going to be able to travel like every other week to a new destination and still work because you are working. So you don't have as much travel time and fun vacation time. So I would recommend to just get situated in a place for a while and then, you know, move on to the next destination after a several months or, you know, maybe even spend six months to a year in one place. I also recommend that you check out a place first on vacation and see if it's something that makes sense for you rather than just kind of blindly going into another part of the world and saying, I'm going to move there and start working. Just being open in general, it's very doable. If you're working online, there's not much to keep you from trying this and just being open to exploring new cultures and new ways of life. I, I love those tips. And I think that does make a lot of sense, especially staying in one place for a while, because I've even found through my travels that it's been a lot more meaningful when I can spend a little bit of time really getting to know a place. And maybe you have your regular coffee shop or your grocery store that you always go to. I think that allows you to feel a little bit more immersed in where you are, but then it's also taking off the pressure of okay, now I have to pick up and go to the next place and get all of my stuff and find my way around again. You know, only a few days later, I think that, I think those are really, really good tips. And, and now there's also a big network of digital nomads. And so when you land somewhere, you can kind of connect with people right off the bat, try co-working spaces, and that will kind of get you jump started into a new area. So even when you do move onto a new place, getting settled in is can be a lot easier if you start using those connections, Facebook groups, co-working spaces, and getting involved in that digital nomad community. That makes a lot of sense to have those ways to connect with others, because I think, especially if you're doing this alone, it could be a little bit lonely because you are saying goodbye to maybe some people back home that you may not see for a little while. And to have that new network and kind of build a new community wherever it is that you are, I think that is so empowering. So one other question I do have for you too, because you coach clients on this, on finding kind of a balance in their lives. Cause I think that's something we all want to get to, but it can be a little challenging. Any tips for finding that balance a little bit between, you know, the busy professional life and really taking ownership of our wellness. Yeah. So I think what's really important is doing a lot of self reflection and self-exploration and knowing what, what is really important for you. What do you value and really staying centered and true to that, whether it be within a relationship with someone or be with your a relationship with your work, 
always coming back to what is most important for you at the end of the day and doing a lot of reflection weekly, daily, if you can to explore and make sure that you never lose track of that center of where you find your purpose and, and what you're working so hard for, because otherwise you get wound up and you're in this cycle of just working and working and burning out. And Mm -hmm you're not getting to enjoy what you're actually working for. It's very easy to burn out and it's very easy to not have a, have good boundaries and to give so much of yourself to either your work or to other people. But if you keep coming back to what it is that is important for you and putting yourself first and knowing that that's not selfish, it's, it is loving it's self-love and you'll have that balance that you're seeking between mm-hmm. work and your life. Um, it does take a lot of saying no, but it, you won't really say no until you know what it is that you really value for yourself and what you're guarding and, and what is sacred to you. I'm glad that you said that it's not selfish because I think, especially the women listening to this, unfortunately, we always tell ourselves that we're being selfish when we put ourselves first, because we're taught kind of not to do that. And I think it's important to recognize that we can't take care of anyone in our lives if we're not taking care of ourselves and really focusing on what's important to us. I think the reflection has been such a good piece for me, especially especially this year, it's something I kind of picked up was journaling and writing down how I was feeling and kind of getting some of those emotions out and really reflecting on what was going on in my day. How did I feel about it? What did I want to bring in? What do I want to manifest? And that has made such a huge difference in my life overall and in my mindset. And so to have that, whatever that looks like for listeners, whether that's a a meditation practice, journaling, just sitting down and thinking about it, whatever, whatever that might be, I think is so incredibly important. Yeah. And we know that we have time for so many other things and it's a choice that we make and we have to make that choice to give ourselves that time of reflection. And yeah, for me, I love journaling. I love meditation and I really do just have like a few core things that I expect to have time for in my day. And I, I don't waver on that. For me, I live a few blocks from the beach. It's really important that I see the beach every day. So there's just those sacred things that, that you need to respect for yourself. And even if that's just a a quiet five minutes in the morning or, you know, eating well or, or whatever those, those core things are, um, it's important to, to not put too many things on the list because that's when we get found. But if we could just select a few that we know that we can honor, that really will kind of guide ourselves into that balance that we're looking for. I love that. I think, yeah, having those non-negotiables and knowing what's really going to be important to you, what's going to refill your cup. And I wish that I lived closer to a beach. That sounds so amazing. I'm very much in the center of the state, but knowing what your non-negotiables are and really making time for that. And a lot of times they really don't even take that long. It's just telling yourself, yes, I can do this. Yes, I deserve this. Right. Setting priorities. Yeah. Now I want to ask you more about, of course, your online coaching and a little bit more about what you do before we do that. I would really love to ask you a few of our rapid fire questions for the listeners to get to know you a little more. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Now, what would you say is your top wellness tip? Hands down. It's just put down your phone. Yep. (laughs) 
I need to be better about that. I've turned off some notifications for certain things and it has made a difference, but I still see that screen time um, creep up every now and then. And yeah. Now this one may be hard for a digital nomad. Where is your favorite travel destination? That is extremely hard. Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, it would be Mexico since I'm here. That's why I choose to be here. Outside of Mexico, so far, I'd say the Basque country um, in Spain and France is amazing. I'm dying to go there. Um, And I haven't been to Mexico in a very, very long time. So really both are on the list for sure. Come visit. Yes. I know now I have a friend in Mexico. This is perfect. Now, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? I think I'd have to go with dolphin because I see you, uh, Instagram videos all the time of dolphins surfing in the waves. Oh, yeah. And they're so happy. Or at least they look happy. Yeah, they seem very friendly. If you could master a completely new skill, and you probably will because you are a lifelong learner, what would that be? You know what I really would like to learn is how to skateboard better. <laughs> I never learned how to skateboard when I was a kid and I started learning. I have a board and I've started learning, but I can just do like the very basics and I still like jump off the board to like turn sometimes or I get like (laughs) nervous if there's a sidewalk crack and I just like really envy people that can just skid down the the sidewalk so fast and get from point A to point B. So I think that's something I'll be working on. That is so cool. And I'm sure that some of the surfing probably helps a little bit with technique. I'm not, you know, I have not skateboarded since I had my Hot Wheels skateboard back in the day. I was not very good back when I was a lot younger, but I would imagine the surfing has to help at least with the confidence for it. Yeah, there's definitely similarities in the movements. It's just that it's more comfortable knowing that you're going to fall into water. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That is such a cool one. We haven't gotten skateboarding before. (laughs) And finally, what is next on your bucket list? Uh, So I want to go to Patagonia with my husband. We're really excited about doing our first trip traveling together. Um, And I've been fascinated with Patagonia for a long time. And it's something I still have. It's a place I still haven't been to. That's incredible. Anything you guys have on the itinerary that you'll plan on doing? Oh, I I think just like a really long drive and just visiting all the national parks. That is so cool. Well, I absolutely love everything that you're doing. And before I let you go, can you tell us a little bit about what you offer through your online coaching and, you know, how listeners can connect with you for that? Yeah. So the online coaching is well-being coaching. So it's, it's designed for any, to help work through any facet of your life, be it career relationships body image or just health. And it starts with working inward. We usually come into some meditation and affirmations throughout the session. It's just an opportunity for someone to, to share what's going on in their life to someone who is non-judgmental, who is a good sounding board and can help facilitate some questioning for that self-reflection. And uh, we, we always come up with some goals or some ways to have a measurable results uh, over the sequence of our sessions. But it really is about adding a mindfulness component to the coaching. So instead of just working on the outcomes and the outputs, what's changing within ourselves as well and being aware of that. 
That is so cool. And I think something that so many of us need right now. And um, so cool that you offer that in so many different areas of life. How can listeners, if they're interested in either pursuing your online coaching, or they want to follow a little bit more of what you're doing, how can they find you and connect? Well, my website is shellrogerson.com and that's also my Instagram handle. I am happy when I get a chance to share some of the content and some inspirational messages with anyone that wants to connect there. And I do have boundaries in, in my digital well-being, and that's something that I've been focusing on as well. So I offer a lot, but it's not all on my Instagram and uh, I do like to connect, connect with people one-on-one through the coaching or, you know, they can always come down to Sayulita, Mexico and, and do a yoga class. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm going to make sure to link all of that in the show notes. I, I think what you're doing is so inspiring. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to take away from today's conversation? To be gentle with yourself and know that changes take place over time. And that each day, just do something a little bit to move the lever in the right direction. And so nothing, especially in terms of mindset shift is going to happen overnight. It's a result of years or years and years really of slowly sliding into the right direction. And I know that that's how I came through my self-confidence journey. And it really is just, a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Be easy on yourself. And that's all part of that self-love message. I love that. I think that's such an important message for all of us to take away today, Uh, especially, I mean, we, of course we want to see change right away, but it can, it can take a while, but my, one of my favorite podcasters, Gretchen Rubin always says that the days are long and the years are short and you know, the, the time is going to pass anyway. So you might as well take that time to really focus on you and, and being gentle with yourself and reminding yourself that Rome wasn't built in a day. And that as long as you're taking those steps and moving in the right direction, as my mom always says, the trend is your friend and whatever it is that that you're working towards. So I really love everything that you're doing and, um, and the messages that you've shared with our audience today. Shell, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you, Valerie. I was so inspired by my conversation with Shell and felt that it was exactly the conversation that I needed to have. As someone who has personally struggled with my own share of challenges when it comes to body acceptance, I could really relate to what she had to say and have found it so important to find ways to move your body that you can enjoy rather than using them to punish yourself. I'm in the thick of that journey even now as a wellness podcaster, so I found her tips to be incredibly helpful. Now, one thing that wasn't mentioned on the show, Shell is offering a free yoga for body confidence show flow class and meditation on her website that listeners can check out if interested. I'm still getting over being sick in early April, believe it or not, but now that I'm finally on the mend, I'm really excited to try this class out for myself. You can find it at shellrogerson.com or in the show notes for this episode. As always, thank you for being a part of the Wellness and Wonderless community and for tuning in this week. If you have any feedback or a topic you'd like us to explore, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am on Instagram at Wellness and Wonderless blog, or you can email me at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E at wellnessandwanderlust.net. One of the best ways you can lend your support to the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to podcasters everywhere and it helps others to find the show that it may resonate with. I hope you all have a fabulous day. I cannot wait to see you next time.